Forida, good morning and welcome to our service in the parish of Kasluchur and Gorsainen. Today we're recording in St David's Church in Lache and we're continuing our series through the I Am sayings of Jesus. Today focusing on I am the way, the truth and the life. So as we prepare to worship together on this third Sunday in Lent, let me pray the prayer for the church today, the collect. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it to be none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The reading is taken from John chapter 14, verses 1 to 14. Jesus comforts his followers. Jesus said, don't be troubled. Trust in God and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. I would not tell you that if this was not true. I am going there to prepare a place for you. After I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. Then I will take you with me so that you can be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going? Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to the Father is through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father too. But now you know the Father. You have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. That is all we need. Jesus answered, Philip, I have been with you for a long time, so you should know me. 
Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father too. So why do you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The things I have told you don't come from me. The Father lives in me and he is doing his own work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or believe because of the miracles I have done. I can assure you that whoever believes in me will do the same things that I have done. And they will do even greater things than I have done. Because I am going to be the Father. And in you ask for anything in my name. I will do it for you. Then the Father's glory will be shown through the Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May I speak and may you hear in the name of God, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today we meet with the disciples as Jesus shares some incredible news with them. He's telling them that he's no longer going to be with them. In fact, he's going to leave them to be with his Father. Imagine how they must have felt. These were people who'd given up everything. They'd given up their livelihoods, given up their ways of life and their families, perhaps wives and children, to follow Jesus. And suddenly, having done that, he's announcing to them that he's leaving. He's going to be with his father. I can only wonder how they must have felt. My guess is that they must have been really afraid. I mean, let's face it, they were vulnerable. They were targets. Jesus had divided people. He'd made many enemies. And now their rabbi, their friend, their teacher, their Lord would no longer be with them. They would have been afraid. And we know a lot about that, don't we, this year? Fear has perhaps gripped many of us. We've experienced anxiety and pain. And I'm guessing that for many of us, in the midst of that fear, that anxiety, that grief, that pain, we've looked around and we've wondered, where is Jesus in all of this? We've perhaps thought that he was a good teacher or a prophet, a man whose words were good words. But yet when we've needed him, he's been nowhere to be seen. Where is Jesus in all of this? What difference does following Jesus make for me and for my life in the particular circumstances in which I find myself today? But 
Jesus says to the disciples in today's reading, having said that he's going to be with his father, that he's not going to abandon them. In fact, he's going to leave them to be with his father in order to accomplish a much bigger plan and much bigger purposes. In other words, we're not to lose hope in Jesus. We can depend upon him. He's working his purposes out. Jesus says that he is going to prepare a place for them in his father's house. He's going to prepare a place for them. I wonder, in the middle of COVID and all its challenges, in the middle of fear, anxiety, pain, even perhaps grief, if you've ever asked yourself that question, is there more to life than this? Is there more to life than this? Well, Jesus says that there is. There's much more to life than this. And although it seems that he's going to abandon his disciples to go back to his father, he's going in order to accomplish that much bigger plan and those much bigger purposes. Now, dear Thomas, one of the disciples, he doesn't quite get it. He's listening to Jesus, but he's not sure how to take what he said. What he does know is, though, that wherever Jesus is going, he wants to be there. I wonder if listening today you feel the same. Unsure of who Jesus is. Unsure of what it is he's accomplishing for us. What his plans and his purposes are. But as you ask that big question, is there more to life than this? Perhaps you're saying to yourself, I hope that there is. I hope that there's much more to life than this. And I may not know who Jesus is or what his plans and purposes are. But wherever he's going, I want to be there. Well, if that's you, then there's lots that we can learn from today's reading. Because having told the disciples that he's going to leave them to go back to his father's house to prepare a place for them, he begins to elaborate a little on how those plans and those purposes will be accomplished. He begins to explain to us how it is that his disciples will be reunited with him in a much better place. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life, Jesus says. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now what is it that Jesus is trying to explain to his fearful, weary disciples today? Well, first of all, he says that he is the way. Getting to our Father's house isn't dependent on who we are what we've done or what we haven't done. It isn't dependent on accomplishing great things in life or maintaining rules or strict religious regulations. It's about simply putting our trust in Jesus. Jesus says, I love you. I love you and you don't have to earn or even to deserve my love. It's a gift. It's free. And all you have to do is accept it. Jesus is the way to the Father. He is the one that opens up the gates of heaven for you and for me. And the key to those gates is a gift. It's free. We simply have to place our simple trust in Jesus and believe that he is the way. He goes on then to say that he is the truth. But before we get there, let's just for a moment think about the implications of Jesus saying that he is the way. I don't know how you're feeling today, but I remember focusing on that simple truth 
of Jesus being the way and imagining how freeing it was. I no longer had to earn the love of God. It was no longer a battle. Perhaps you're weighed down by the mistakes of your past. Perhaps you're carrying the regrets of your life on your shoulders and they're a burden. Perhaps you're thinking about the things that you ought to have done or the things that you ought not to have done. Perhaps in reality, Christian life for you just feels like an endless race as you try to earn your way into God's arms. If that's where you are, let's remember that Lent is like a spiritual eye test, an opportunity to refocus. And today Jesus is reminding us that we don't need any of that. It has nothing to do with us and it's everything to do with Jesus who is the way. We can believe in him. We can trust in him. We can put our hope in him. Secondly, Jesus goes on then to say that he is the truth. He's the truth because his words are God's words and his ways are God's ways. The Bible tells us that he is Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And that's why it's so crucial that we use Lent as an opportunity to invest again in our relationship with Jesus. The more we know about Jesus, the more we hear his words and know his ways, then the more we hear God's words and know of God's ways. And when we look at Jesus, we see a God who is consistently loving, consistently kind, consistently faithful, and consistently true. And I think that that gives us hope, past, present, and future. We look to the past and we see the character of God that is unchanging. And that gives us a confidence that if God's character has been so good and so faithful and so true in the past, it gives us a confidence to believe that he's going to be exactly like that in our present and in our future. So as we face the struggles of the present, coronavirus and all that it brings, as we bring all of our fears, all of our grief, all of our uncertainty and insecurity to God, we remember his character, a character that's unchanging, a character that promises never to abandon us or to forsake us. He is with us alongside us and when our burdens become too big when life is simply too weary and too challenging that's when Jesus carries us those are the very times when there's only one set of footprints in the sand knowing that in my life as I face all of the challenges and uncertainties of this current time brings me such a deep peace, a peace that, to be honest, is difficult to explain, a peace that is constant and unchanging no matter what storms go on around me. It's a peace that comes from knowing that Jesus is my friend and my Lord, that he walks through life with me every step of the way. Jesus' words are God's words. Jesus' ways are God's ways. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the way. He is the truth. And finally, Jesus says, he is the life. Have you ever asked yourself that question? Is there more to life than this? 
Perhaps you're facing incredible challenges at the moment. Perhaps you've lost a loved one because of COVID. Perhaps you're feeling very lonely because you've been cut off from your friends and your family for a year or more now. Perhaps you're a parent struggling with the anxieties of having to work from home and homeschooling your child at the same time. Perhaps you're just at your wit's end, tired and weary and wondering how on earth is all of this going to come to an end. There seems to be a, a timeline out of lockdown. If uh, the statistics allow, then we're looking at the end of June or July. But even that seems like a lifetime away. Perhaps you're asking yourself, how on earth can I shoulder these restrictions until then? Is there more to life than this? And Jesus says, yes. Yes, there is much more to life than this. In fact, the life that we currently live with all of its challenges and yes, even its joys, it's just a, a preparation for something much bigger and much better. I'm going to my father's house and I'm going to prepare a place for you in that house. Believing in Jesus, knowing that he is the way to the Father, that he is the truth, the image of the invisible God, means that there is a place for us in God's kingdom. That we can look forward to a, a fullness of life that is completely unimaginable at the moment. We can look forward to a life that only Jesus brings, a life where there is no suffering, no pain, no anxiety or grief. Only life in all its fullness. What an incredible gift. But yet, that, like perhaps the end of lockdown, seems just so far away. And you think, how am I going to cope? How am I going to cope with what is left? Well, Jesus promises us that we can believe in him, that we can trust in him. Jesus promises that his spirit will live in us to strengthen us and to guide us. And then he goes on to say the most incredible thing. He says, if you believe in me, if you trust in me, I will be able to achieve in you much more than you can imagine. I will do in you even greater things than you saw and heard me do. Now what does that mean? Well it certainly doesn't mean that we're going to be able to walk on water or turn water into wine. Jesus has been talking about his words and his ways being God's words and God's ways. And he says that if we believe in them, if we're ready to share those words of hope and those ways of love, then because of our ministries, many more people will come to believe. When you think about it in Jesus' lifetime, few people actually followed him in reality. Few people actually believed in him. But he says to us who are treading the path with him, believe in me, trust in me, share my words and share my ways, and I'll be able to do many, many more greater things in you. So think about what it means for you to follow Jesus during Lent. Think about who you can share that hope that is within you with, whether that be a friend or a neighbour or a family member. When somebody asks you, how is it that you can find peace even in the middle of a storm or even joy in such a time of difficulty? Think about how you can share with them the reason for the hope that is within you. It's because of Jesus, who is your strength, 
Jesus, who is your anchor. Jesus, your peace in the storm. And Jesus gives us a promise. He says, whatever you ask in my name, it will be given to you. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean that when we pray that the numbers on our lottery ticket this week will be the winning numbers, or that when we pray for that new Ferrari or Jaguar to be delivered to our doors, that our prayers are going to be answered? No, I don't think it does. Because it's crucial that we focus again on what Jesus actually says. Whatever you ask for in my name, it will be given to you. And so when you pray, and when your heart is to glorify Jesus, and to do those things and to say those things that are consistent with his character and his ways, God will surely answer that prayer. On occasions, it's true that unanswered prayer can be something really difficult to grapple with. Some people have prayed earnestly for things that do seem to glorify the name of Jesus, and yet it's as if those prayers have gone unanswered. Well, in all honesty, answering that and grappling with that question is a real challenge. The only thing that brings me some comfort is the knowledge that God is still sovereign, that God's perspective is much bigger and much greater than ours. And that means that life, in a sense, is a bit like a tapestry. We simply see the back end in all its complexity and sometimes even its mess. But God sees the front. He sees the beauty and the big picture. And it might be that when prayers that we earnestly pray for go unanswered, it's because God is working out a much bigger plan and a much bigger purpose. Today, though, we do find some incredible words of hope in this passage. They're words that remind us that Jesus is the way to the Father. It's a way that isn't earned or deserved, it's simply given. Simple trust in Jesus blows open the gates of the kingdom of heaven. It's a reminder that Jesus is the truth, the image of the invisible God, a God who comes down from the heavenly places to be alongside us. And he is the life. He is going before us to prepare a place for us, working out plans and purposes that we can't even begin to comprehend or imagine. He promises us that there's much more to life than we know. And as we continue to journey through life as it is at the moment, he promises to live in us in the power of his spirit. He promises to strengthen and to guide us. And he promises that when we pray earnestly in his name, those prayers will be answered. Perhaps not in the way that we expect or even in the time that we want, but they will be answered in God's way and in God's time. Amen.
Today is the third Sunday of Lent. God of heaven and earth, as we travel to Jerusalem, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Give us the courage to work against injustice so that your love can be restored in our own time. This we ask in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Help us to lift our hearts and minds in prayer in the faith of God the Father who loves us and knows our every need. In the name of God the Son, our Advocate, with the Father, whoever lives to intercede for us. In the power of God the Holy Spirit, who comes to the aid of our weakness and pleads within our hearts. Hear us in your mercy, O God, Son and Holy Spirit, for the honour and glory of your name. Amen. Today, in our Anglican cycle of prayer, we are asked to pray for the Congo and for all its people and their needs. Closer to home, we pray for Bishop John and his family. Praying also for Reverend Adrian, for Andrew and for Glenn and for their families. And we pray for Elizabeth, our lay reader. Strengthen them through their ministries. We pray for all officers of our churches, for worship leaders, pastoral team leaders, and for all peoples who work tirelessly for the good of the church. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father of all, whose kingdom rules over all, have mercy on our broken and divided world, where man's inhumanity to man causes so much unhappiness and cruelty. Grant peace to all who are the cause of so much suffering. May all races and peoples and their beliefs learn to live together and understand one another better. Grant this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord, our God, we give thanks to all the people of many races, languages and cultures who come together and live side by side in this, our British Commonwealth, with our Queen as its head. Deepen our understanding of one another's needs and strengthen us with a mutual responsibility and service to one another. Unite us in love with peace in our hearts. And we ask this through Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for all victims of crime and oppression, for those who are victimised through cruelty in body, mind and mind. Help them to know what the, you are with them throughout their trials and tribulations, upholding them and enfolding them in your loving arms. Keep them safe in the power, palm of your hand. Our prayer goes to those who are imprisoned for their wrongdoings. Guide them, guide them to learn in their hearts true repentance, that you will guide them to new beginnings with a renewed hope and opportunity. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to all who work for the NHS, for all those working on the front line, and have done so and are still doing so through this pandemic. We pray for services which mean that they are living their lives at risk, helping us to live our lives more comfortable. We pray that after this extraordinary time of denial and suffering to many, that we will be stronger, 
in a situation with others to be able to help them as we have helped them now by being more thoughtful to one another, to family, friends and neighbours. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Father, as we are now approaching Mothering Sunday, help children all around to understand the true love of a mother, that buying gifts isn't necessary, that buying isn't necessary, but helping in any way possible is more help, is more loving. And that returning that love to them is the most perfect gift. We know that many children haven't got that love from a mother, but your son's love is everlasting. Guide these children in this world of cruelty and grant them the strength to reach out to others. And in our prayers, we also remember those who have lost their mothers throughout this past year and are suffering at their loss. Help them, Lord, with your love and understanding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Most merciful Father, hear our prayer for all those who are ill in body, mind or spirit. For those who are in hospital, those who are ill at home, those who are in care. Strengthen those who care for them in their own homes for the carers. Make your presence be with them to relieve suffering and distress. And if it's your will, restore them to the fullness of life. Surround each and every one of them with your loving arms. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Father, we pray for those whose earthly life is drawing to a close. Grant them the comfort of your presence. And we offer to you all those who have passed through your through their eternal sorry through their sorry. For those who have passed through their earthly life into your eternal kingdom, that their suffering and pain is no more, and that peace is now theirs in your eternal kingdom. Hear this prayer for families who are suffering the loss of a loved one, and grant them the knowledge of your presence, and that you will hold, uphold them in their sadness and grief. And also we pray for those whose anniversaries fall at this time. Grant unto them eternal life, and let light perpetually shine upon them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, graciously receive these prayers, whether spoken with our lips or echoed in our hearts. Answer them as best, for, as best for us as you can, and in a time that is best for us. In your name's sake, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really great to have had your company. Remember that throughout the week, we're always here to help you providing support, both spiritual and practical. If there's anything we can do, please do get in touch. If you're feeling a little isolated and you'd like to turn that isolation into connection, then we have a team of people calling members of the church and the community on a regular basis. And one of our wardens, Rob Samuel, is heading that up. So if it's not something that you've taken advantage of yet, but something that you'd like to do, then please do get in touch with us because we'd love to arrange that for you. I hope that the week ahead is a great week, that it brings you lots of peace and joy. And as we bring our service to a close today, let me pray for God's blessing on us. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.